Welcome to the Emmanuel Church Podcast, where we believe God is with us and speaks to us wherever we're at, whether at work, home, or on the move. We'd love for you to be connected with us by visiting us at myemmanuelchurch.com or any social media platform using at myemmanuelchurch. Thanks for being with us, and we hope you enjoy this message. Lord, thank you for that welcome. God bless you today. Amen. Y'all may be seated. I'm happy to be here. And well, brother, Pastor Gaber was out. I have a few days to free, to recover. <laughs> we thank him for being faithful during these uh, years that we've been having a Emmanuel Church. And we pray that God will continue to bless uh, this ministry. We need to keep uh, supporting, and and we greet everyone that is watching us today, too. God bless you. I know there's a lot of people that watch the Emmanuel Church service, and we just thank you for your support, and thank you for your prayers. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're going to see the word this morning. It's still morning, right? <laughs> Amen. We're going to look at First Kings, and we thank the praise and worship team for their awesome work, always being faithful, and thank uh, Stephen uh, for helping us out yesterday, too, uh, helping to put back all the equipment and s- after the painting. So we just uh, appreciate Jonathan, too, that was here helping out. I don't know if Jonathan's here. Is he still up there? (laughs) Praise the Lord. Amen. So I want to, we're going to read the word in 1 Kings. And we have a lot of plans for the future of this uh, service, this congregation, this Emmanuel Church. And. We're praying that God would open doors and that we will continue to go forward. We we have a vision and we still believe that God has great things for Emmanuel Church and Pastor Gabriel and Pastor Lijinska and for everyone. We we want to thank you for supporting, for just keep it keep believing, and thank you for your support. We're going to see, okay, my Bible is in uh, in Spanish. Okay, somebody's going to have to help me. First King, chapter 3. Okay. Anybody have an English Bible? Nobody has a Bible? Read it, yes. Verse 5. You want to come come over here and read it? Because there you go. Read it loud. At Gabion, <clears throat> the Lord appeared to Solomon during that during the night in a dream, and God said, 
Ask for whatever you want me to give you. Oh, I'm sorry. Ask for whatever you want me to give you. Solomon answered, you have shown great kindness to your servant, my father. David, because he was faithful to you and the righteous and the upright in heart, you have continued this great kindness to him and have given him a son to sit on his throne to this very day. Now, Lord, my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father, David. But I am <laughs> I am the only a child and do not know how to carry out my duties. Your, ser- your servant is here among the people you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to count or number. So give your d- servant a discerning heart to govern your people and distinguish between right and wrong for who is able to govern this great people of yours. The Lord was pleased with Solomon and had asked this. So God said to him, since you have asked this and not for long life or wealth for yourself, nor have asked for death of your enemies, but discernment of administering justice. Mm-hmm. I, keep going. Okay. <laughs> I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart so that there will never have been anyone like you or nor will there ever be. Thank you, Eli. Amen. So, praise the Lord for people that can read in English. (laughs) Amen. I can too, but I don't have my Spanish Bible. So we're going to ask this. Uh, 1989. I remember that uh, I was, uh, had finished preaching. And there was a, a man that I had never seen before in my life, and I never saw that man afterwards. I don't know who he was. I don't know his name. I don't know where he came from. But after I had finished preaching, I was standing in the pulpit, and he came in front on the side of the pulpit and began to speak to me, began to give me a word. And he said, the Lord says, my servant, ask me what you want. Of course, I was excited about that. You know, because he said, ask me. The Lord says, ask him whatever you want. But he continued to speak to me and said, but the Lord says that he's going to test you. Of course, that part I didn't like. But today I'm going to speak about Solomon, King Solomon, and his extraordinary request. Have you, have you ever asked someone for a special favor that was so big that you thought, no, I don't know about this request. I remember one time uh, at the church when we were building this church, we needed $10,000 more that we needed for something that we, extra. And I'm like, where am I going to get $10,000 right now? We needed it like quickly. So I sat, I picked up the phone and I called a friend of ours. Now, it's not easy for somebody to lend you $10,000, you know, just right off the bat and whatever. You know, so I said, do you think that you can lend me $10,000? Immediately he said, sure. When do you need the money? So we're able to get those $10,000. And that was for the church. It wasn't personal. I, pro- I will probably wouldn't have asked it. But isn't it wonderful when somebody tells you, takes you out to eat and says, order whatever you want. 
How do you feel? How do you feel? Or if they take you to the store, I know I've been taken to the store before, and they tell me, sister, you buy what, pick whatever you want. And I'm like, and I always say, well, what's the budget? Because <laughs> I never want to go overboard, right? So once on, if they invite you to eat and tell you, order whatever you want. And then like, wow, yeah. What do you do? Do you order the least expensive thing? No, you order, well, you know, you, you try to order the, the best thing, right? What, what you don't order normally, <laughs> right? So we have read here today about an extraordinary request. And I want to challenge you today, Emmanuel Church. I want to, because today we're going to see a few people that ask for something extraordinary. The word extraordinary means not common, not usual, not happening many times. In other words, something that's extraordinary happens rarely, rarely. Like that blue moon that we saw this week. How many saw that blue moon? Nobody looked up this week. Everybody was looking down. On Wednesday and Thursday night, there was a moon. If you didn't notice, it was a beautiful moon. Two nights in a row. It was a super moon. It was beautiful. I'm sorry you missed it. (laughs) But something extraordinary is something that does not happen many times. So today we're going to look at this request from King Solomon. His father had passed away and God visits him, makes a visit to him. It says, when he was dreaming one night, sometimes God will visit you in your dreams and will speak to you in your dreams. And at this time, the Bible says that God visited Solomon in dreams, in a dream. And when he was speaking to him, he told him, it says here, and Jehovah appeared to Solomon one night in his dreams and God told him, ask me, Whatever you want for me to give you. Ask me whatever you want for me to give you. And the Bible says that Solomon responded to God. And we're going to see this morning how Solomon responded to God. The Bible says that Solomon began to to respond in a spirit of humbleness. He didn't just... God said, ask me whatever you want me to give you. And he began to say, oh, well, I want this and I want that and I want this and I want that and I want that too. You know how we go crazy sometimes when they tell you, like, I remember my kids at Christmas time, they would always make their little list. They would do, you know, sometimes when they ask you, you're always like, okay, well, I, I want this and this and that. But Solomon did not begin to give him a list. Listen, he didn't give God a list. When God said, ask me whatever you want me to give to you. And the Bible says that Solomon had his attitude in humbleness. It was a spirit of humbleness. He begins to acknowledge God's faithfulness and kindness to his father, David. He says, you have been kind to my father. Wow. 
Your kindness to my father. And you were, you blessed my father. You were kind to him. And now, you're kind to me. I am but a child. I don't know how to go in and how to go out. I don't know anything. And you have chosen me to reign over these great people. This great multitude of people. This great nation. God, he said. Thank you for your kindness. Wow. We must always acknowledge God's kindness. And sometimes, like he said, he thanked God for the kindness that he had shown to his father David. And David was a great king. His father was a great king. Many of you know that King David is recognized as the greatest king of the nation of Israel. And the nation of Israel still stands. And the nation of Israel today still recognizes King David as one of the greatest kings that ever lived. And here is his son, Solomon. He was a young man. He says, but I am young. And what I love about God is that he doesn't take, he doesn't belittle the youth. He doesn't belittle the young people. He doesn't belittle the people that are not too experienced. He looks upon you, all of you that are here are young. And he's looking to you. He doesn't despise. Because the Bible says, don't let anyone despise your youth. And you may say, no, he's not talking about us. He was talking to Timothy, and Timothy was in his 40s. And they still considered him to be young at that time. So we know that God is, is a God that looks to, to people, and he looked to Solomon. Solomon was young. And at his young age, God challenges him. Like he's challenging this congregation, this young congregation. He's challenging you, looking to you to see what are you going to ask. He had a request. First of all, he began with humbleness. He acknowledged God's faithfulness. He acknowledged God's kindness. And then he made a request. And see, when people ask for great things from God, you're always going to get a great answer from God. An extraordinary response. And King Solomon, Solomon said, give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people. Listen. And to distinguish right from wrong. What did he ask? He wanted wisdom. But not only did he want wisdom. He wanted to know what was right and wrong. He wanted to be able to distinguish. And people today, young people, this congregation... We need to, today, we need this characteristic in our lives to be able to know what is right and what is wrong and be able to follow God. Because there's a lot of confusion today. There's a lot of confusion. 
than the people. They don't know what's right. They don't know what's wrong. Today, there's confusion attitudes about so many things. They're confused. Even though they don't think they're confused. But they are confused. They don't know what's right. They say, this is right. But the word of God condemns it. But they say it's right. So we understand that today we need a discerning spirit, a mind, heart to distinguish what is right from wrong. We need to ask God for great things. We need to have extraordinary requests. We can't just be simple. We are common. We can't be common. What do you want? Well, I want a diamond ring. That's common. Everybody wants a diamond ring. (laughs) I want money. Everybody wants money. I want success. Everybody wants success. That's not uncommon. That's common. I want to be prospered. That's common. Everybody wants to be prospered. But Solomon didn't ask that. He said, give your heart because I am young. Because I am young. I need help. That's what he was saying. I need help. I'm not going to be able to do this by myself. Listen, we need help from God. If we want to do great things for God, we need help from God. We're not going to be able to do it on our own. The wisdom that God has is greater than our wisdom. Our knowledge is only to a certain limit, but the knowledge of God goes beyond. And young people, I was so amazed that there was this young girl that said, I want to be the one to discover to discover the, the, uh, how do you say, the, the medicine that will cure cancer. Now that's an extraordinary request, right? To buddies to say, I would like to discover the medicine that cures cancer. There's other people that are having great extraordinary requests in the world. Want to be able to help the world. To find solutions to end hunger. How many of us have have that desire? I want to be a person that can end hunger. To end poverty. Extraordinary requests. Things that don't happen all the time. The Bible says that God's response is found in verses 10 to 13. When Solomon had an extraordinary request... God said, listen, I love this part because, you know, sometimes you think that you're asking too much from God. Sometimes you think, oh, this is too much. This is too big. This is, this is whatever, you know, and, and God, God is not surprised. God is not surprised. Could we have an extraordinary request here today? Could we ask God for something that is not common that is not usual, that that does not happen in many times. Yes, and the Bible says that God was pleased with Solomon's request. He was pleased. When was the last time that God said, I'm pleased with what you're asking me for? 
The Bible says he was pleased. And God said, I will give you what you have asked for. Wow. I will give you what you have asked. I will do what you have asked me. And moreover, this is the part that I like. He says, and moreover, I will give you what you have not asked for. Wow. That's like the bonus, he says. I'm going to give you what you asked me for. And not only that, I'm going to give you what you didn't ask me for. See, when you ask something great from God that is a blessing for others or something for his kingdom, God is moved when we ask things for somebody else. Solomon didn't ask for himself. He asked for somebody else. He asked to be a blessing to others. That's what he asked. He said, I want to be a blessing to these people. I want to help these people with your wisdom that you give me so that I can direct them, so that I can guide them. I want to be a blessing to the nation of Israel. Amen. Hallelujah. So this is, God is pleased when we ask in favor of others beyond ourselves. We have to ask beyond ourselves. The Bible says that Abraham prayed for God's people. He wanted to be a blessing to others. When Moses saw that God's people were sinning and that God said, I'm going to kill all these people. I'm just going to kill them. They're so bad. They're so disobedient. And Moses said, God, please, please. The Bible said that Moses went and, and laid on his face on the ground. His face to the ground. And he said, God, please don't destroy these people. We know that they have sinned. We know that they have done bad stuff. But don't destroy them. See, when you ask for others, God is going to be pleased. But if we're always asking for ourselves, but God says, ask me for the nations. Ask me for the nations. I will give you the nations. If you want the nations, I'll give you the nations. Praise the Lord. Amen. We can do great things for God. God is pleased when we ask concerning the kingdom of God. We're, we're asking for God to bring, to bless his kingdom, to bless his church, to bless, you know, the church of Jesus Christ. God is pleased when we ask for our friends to be saved. God is pleased when you say, God, there's so many young girls out there that need Jesus. Make me an instrument so that I can bring those young girls here to the church. So that I can bring my friends to the church. God is pleased. When we say, God, please, let me be an instrument to bring others to you. God is pleased when we ask great things, extraordinary things, just like Joshua. When he was fighting against the enemies of God. And they were fighting and Joshua was fighting. And the, and the, and the battle was against the people of God. And he asked for an extraordinary thing. Because the day was, you know, how, how many times you think, oh, this, this day is not long enough for me to do everything that I, I need to do. You know, the, the day finishes and you're like, wow, I, I didn't even do all that I wanted to do today. And the day becomes short. And the, the, that day 
Listen, that day, Joshua was in the battle. Israel, the nation of Israel was in the battle and they were fighting, but they still had a lot of enemies that they were fighting against and they needed more time. And the day was coming to a close and Joshua said, God, stop the sun. Stop the sun right now. (laughs) Has anyone here stopped the sun? Stop the sun, and the Bible says the, the sun stopped. And not only did the sun stop, the moon had to stop too. Because the moon couldn't just keep on going and the sun would stop. So the sun stopped and the moon stopped. And what was the reason that Joshua asked for those things to happen? So that he could fight the battle and win. Because he needed to finish that day. He needed to finish that battle. Wow. That was extraordinary. The Bible says that has never happened before and never happened again. Something that exalts him and brings him glory. The Bible says there was no day like that before it and no day like that after. And the Lord, listen, listen, and says, and the Lord. Listen to the voice of one man. One. And the Lord listened to the voice of one man. Let me tell you, how many people does it take for God to move? How many people does it take for God to do something extraordinary? One. And the the Lord will listen to the voice of one One. So God challenges us today. God challenges us today for an extraordinary request. God wants us to ask him. He says, you have not asked for nothing. The Bible says in in John 16, 24, you have nothing because you have asked for nothing. That, when I read that verse, it's kind of like a blow. blow You you have nothing because you have asked for nothing. Wow. We have nothing because we have asked for nothing. You say, bless me, Lord. Bless me, Lord. Okay, well, what's the blessing you want? Give me this. Well, what is it? I need to know specifically what it is, what blessing is that you want. You have to ask. We have to ask specifically. It says, you have nothing because you have asked for nothing. Hmm. And God told Solomon, you have asked well. I am pleased with your petition, and I'm going to give you not only what you have asked for, but what you have not asked for. And what am I going to give you besides this wisdom and, and to know right and wrong? What am I going to give you? He says, I'm going to give you prosperity. I'm going to give you greatness. He told Solomon, I'm going to give you greatness. I'm going to prosper you. And listen, and there will be no one hmm, like you before or after. There will be no one like you before or after you, Solomon, you will be known 
as the wisest person on earth. Wow. Wow. When you ask God for something, and today, I want to challenge you today here at Emmanuel Church. I want to, I, I, I want to challenge you. Let's not hesitate to ask God for extraordinary things. By the end of this year, we want to see a change. We want to see a growth. We want to see God moving in the midst of this service. We, not that God is not moving, but we want to see greater things. Ask me. God says, ask me. God challenges his people to, to ask me. Ask him. Ask. And it shall be given unto you. Knock. And it shall be open unto you. Sometimes we know these things. We've heard these things. But it's like we're not doing anything to bring that change to bring that answer to bring that response to see these or extraordinary things that God wants to do among his people among y'all because you have a future there's many things that you can ask for he challenges us use me like Isaiah and Elisha and Elisha has a I'm going to conclude with this. Elisha, in 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 9, has an extraordinary request. Sometimes you might think, I, I, I don't think that God would answer me. I'm not the person most indicated to receive this answer. I'm not the most qualified. As a matter of fact, you may be the least one that people can expect that God would do something great for. And the Bible says that Elisha made an extraordinary request when Elijah was going to be taken from him. And Elijah said, Ask me whatever you want from me before I'm taken away from you. And immediately he said, let me inherit a double portion of your spirit. Elisha told Elijah, I want a double portion of your spirit. And what did Elisha say? You have asked a difficult thing. An extraordinary thing is something not common, something difficult. And he said, you have asked a difficult thing. You have asked something that is is hard. But remember, there is nothing that is too hard for God. There is nothing that is too hard for God. Did you hear me? There is nothing that is too hard for God. And he said, let me inherit a double portion of your spirit. When they had crossed the Jordan River, Elisha had served Elijah. Fourteen years he had been his servant, following him around, giving him water, washing his feet, making his bed. I don't know what else he did, but he served him. And he followed him for 14 years. 
He said, let me inherit. According to the biblical, biblical custom, the firstborn was given the double portion. When the, when the father passed away or was about to pass away, he, called, he would call his children. And the firstborn would always receive the double blessing. Tammy's over there smiling. Uh-huh. I'm getting the double blessing. <laughs> if you're the firstborn, the inheritance was given a double portion of, of all the other siblings. That was his birthright. The birthright of the firstborn was to receive the double inheritance. It could not be given to another. It did happen in the Bible, though, when the firstborn did not receive the, the double blessing. But in this time, it was. And listen, Elijah had no children. The prophet Elijah had no children. So there was an inheritance that he had. His inheritance was the, the anointing upon his life. The miracles that his life had produced. He was a man of God, anointed by God, and did great things for God. And when Elisha said, I want the double portion of the spirit that is upon you, and that's why he said, you have asked a difficult thing. He didn't have a son. He didn't have children. Yet Elijah, in the literal sense, was not the son. But he was asking for his inheritance. He was not the indicated one to receive the double portion, but he asked. He was not the indicated one to receive the inheritance of Elijah, but he said, I want it. But he was given the right to ask because of his faithfulness. Because of his faithfulness to Elijah for serving him. And he dared to ask. And he said, and Elijah said, if you see me when I'm going, you see me. So I'm taken up. And you will receive what you have asked for. And the Bible says that Elisha didn't leave Elijah by himself. He followed him and followed him. And he said, go, you can go. No, I'm not leaving you because I want my portion. Hmm. Don't be content to ask for something common. Don't be content to ask for what everybody else is asking for. I think that God wants to raise young women and young men 
to ask for extraordinary things or anyone that would dare to ask God to move God's heart. Let's move God's heart. Let's move his heart. Say, and let God say, I am pleased. Therefore, I will give you what you have asked for. And not only will I give you what you have asked for, I will give you what you have not asked for. God is a God of uncommon. God is a God of extraordinary things. Are we have, got, have we gotten to the place where we are content? We're not, we cannot be content. We cannot be content. We got to say, God. God, do something or extraordinary in my life. He challenges us today. God wants to do unique things for you and only for you. He wants to do things that will happen only once in a lifetime. sure today that God is challenging us Emmanuel Church and said what are the unique things that you want me to do have we not asked nothing is that why we have gotten nothing well let us be bold let us be bold and let us say God, do great things. Let your Holy Spirit move us to do great things. And we know, we know. Today, maybe when you go home, get a little piece of paper, write something down and say, this is what I want. From God. Put it down somewhere and then wait for God's response. Wait for God's response because He will respond. Please stand. ask today that you would move our hearts that we would come to you like Solomon did that we would ask like your word tells us ask me ask and it shall be given unto you in Jesus name we believe and we pray Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this message. 
We'd love to hear your story about how you've been blessed by this ministry or how we can pray for you. To connect with us, you can email us at amen at myemmanuelchurch.com. And if you would like to support us financially, you can give online at myemmanuelchurch.com give. Also, if you're in the area, we'd love to see you in person for the full worship experience. Thanks again, and we hope you have a blessed week.